Welcome. This is a place where we have conversations on sovereign, instinctual womanhood and motherhood. I'm Bethany Wild, a mother, author of the book Pelvic Awakening, connecting to your female center for transformation, healing, and joy. And today I'm going to be sharing Neely's story, her first birth of her daughter. And it was so uplifting and sweet and even surprising to hear some of the aspects of her story which you will tune into. I really enjoyed hearing her perspective and approach on healing and natural living and the importance of barefoot walking during pregnancy and just her inherent sense of trust and the kind of peace that she emanates. So I don't have a lot to share before we go into her story. But as always, offering the invitation and reminder that if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love to have you share a review on Apple Podcasts and it really helps to reach more women and it just takes less than a minute. So that's pretty much all I have to share before we just go right ahead into Neely's story. I think you're really going to love this one and just come away with it uh, really inspired and happy and at peace. So let's move into my conversation with Neely. So, you know, I, as a young woman, I went to college and was thinking about what I wanted to do and realizing that what I initially thought I wanted to do was a little bit different. Um, so I kind of hopped around. Um, and at that time, I was also dealing with a lot of health issues. Um, I thought that I had fibromyalgia. Um, and so I was deep in the medical system getting treatments and pills and just doctor after doctor. And, you know, it, <laughs> it was what I realized was it wasn't a medical problem that I was having. It was emotional issues stemming from my family and just being around certain people. And it was my body just telling me that I needed to do deeper work. And, um, when I got married, I was able to really start healing and I was able to get off the medication that I was on. Um, and I was able to really start to learn about my own intuition and like my own healing. Cause I feel like, you know, when I was a younger, when I was just fresh out of high school, I wasn't in tune with my intuition and like who I was supposed to be. And so I, I think what's been so beautiful about motherhood is I've been able to find the woman that like I want to be and will be, you know, it's like kind of given me purpose. Um, and so um, I did consciously conceive. I had always felt 
that I was supposed to have a girl, my husband and I, we just had this really strong intuition that we were meant to have a little girl. Um, and I had prayed, like I was just having such strong baby fever. And I remember praying like, you know, it was kind of a silly prayer, but I was like, can I either get pregnant or not have so much baby fever? Cause it's kind of like interfering with my life a little bit. Um, and really soon after I got pregnant um, and I was so excited, but I, it, I went on such a journey from the beginning of pregnancy to the end, you know, um, in the beginning I was, I, I knew that I wanted to have a natural pregnancy from the beginning. I knew that I didn't want to be like going through the tr traditional hospital birth with, you know, an OBGYN. I, I did know that from the beginning. <laughs> I didn't, I never expected I was going to free birth, like when I first became pregnant. Um, and I think that's what's so beautiful about those, you know, nine or 10 months that you're pregnant, because you really do become prepared for this journey that is a long journey of being a mother. Um, and, and yeah, I, um, I, I feel like during pregnancy, I was, there's so many consumer products that are being marketed towards pregnant moms. And they're like, oh, you have to have this item to be able to be a good mother and you have to buy this, buy that. And I remember thinking like, oh, this looks like a really handy device or like, oh, I should, you know, like put this on my list. Um, and, and even like throughout my pregnancy, I was like, oh, like there's less stuff that I need. But I, I remember even like right up to my birth, I was like, oh, I have to get Clary Sage, you know, like I'm not going to be able to have a good birth unless I have my Clary Sage. And well, I didn't have Clary Sage and I still had a good birth. Um, and I think just little things like that really helped me to let go of some of the anxieties that were keeping me so, I didn't know it at the time, but sometimes you can put yourself in such a small box and like limit your own potential. And um, yeah, I definitely was doing that prior to being pregnant, but I think throughout the journey, I've just been able to become in tune with my intuition. Um, and I, I just think that's a really powerful tool. Um, yeah, I don't know if, do you wanna, should we get into the birth or do we wanna, do we need to talk oh, more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me just about the pregnancy and how you went from, so did you initially look for a midwife and like what shifted and happened during that pregnancy to lead you to choose free birth? Yes, definitely. So I, I did start off with a midwife. I had, um, she scheduled my first appointment, I think around 11 or 12 weeks, which was nice. Cause I guess, you know, with an OBGYN, you might be there at six or eight weeks. Um, so it was kind of nice to have those weeks of just kind of going through the motions and, um, she did the Doppler and it was really special to hear the heartbeat for the first time and kind of like have that connection as a, as a newly pregnant mom. Um, and, you know, I went through all of, I guess I would go about every month and it was nice, but I, 
looking back, it was just like, she'd be like, oh, how do you feel? And I'd be like, great. <laughs> and it just kind of like was, that was the, all it was, was, you know, we'd talk for a little bit and I'd just be like, well, I'm feeling pretty good, you know, kind of just normal pregnancy things here or there. But other than that, I'm feeling good. Um, I, oh, just, sorry, just one question. Um, I, I forgot to ask you before, but the fibromyalgia at this point, did you already feel healed and you went down this like healing path? I guess that's a whole other yes, subject, I, but are you feeling good in your body at this time? I do. I had, you know, once I got married, I mean, it was, I got married in January, 2020. And so, um, I think I got pregnant like in, I guess that would have been July, 2021. No, I think I actually got married in 2021. Uh, January 2021 and I got pregnant like later in July um so it, it, I it was about six months that I I healed from the fibromyalgia like before, you know probably maybe even three months because I was feeling it was really quick like it really was like just living with my husband and like living away from the people that were causing me to feel bad in the first place like just that physical removal I was wow. able to quickly heal and you know, we, we walked a lot. Um, walking was something that throughout my pregnancy, um, was, I think really important to my strength emotionally and physically. Um, we actually, we like to barefoot walk. <laughs> and oh, I love that. I did that too. Oh, that's such a great it, practice. I feel like it was that, like, that's the one secret, like for me, yeah. that it was like that just really has made such a difference in health and, and, and yeah, and I think what I realized was also my my own mindset was really powerful in how my physical body felt. Um, you know, I like if I was telling myself I don't feel good, I'm not healthy, I can't do X Y Z thing, then I didn't feel healthy and I couldn't do X Y Z thing. But then when I started telling myself I am strong, I am healthy, I can do it. I felt strong and healthy and I could do it. And it, that was something that I referenced throughout pregnancy. Cause it was like, you know, anything is temporary that I'm feeling like any pain that I'm feeling, I'm not going to feel this forever. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then like, yeah, I can tell myself, I can tell myself, is this pain that I can't handle? Or can I tell myself, this is a sensation that I'm able to bear. Um, well, what a great going people who go through pain, women who go through pain is like such great birth preparation, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> yes, I honestly, like, I remember a couple of weeks after giving birth, I remember telling my husband, I was like, honestly, like when I, when my fibromyalgia or quote unquote fibromyalgia was bad, that was almost worse than labor because it was like that was just like day in and day out. There wasn't much relief, but you know, the labor, it had a start and it had an end. Um, mm. <laughs> and so yeah. I was like, you know, that actually wasn't, you know, so bad. And you knew how to move <laughs> through it and, and you I were had, just strengthened by that pain. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, I feel like that in a, in a, in and of itself is such a lesson that sometimes the things that make you weak at one point are the things that bring you strength in the future. And that's something that I'm really, you know, when things get hard and, you know, that's something I tell myself a lot.
Wow. Oh, that's, that's so fascinating how just removal of the situation just did so much for you. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, you know, it's not a perfect solution, but it, it definitely gave me the space to be able to start healing and, you know, healing doesn't happen overnight, but you can do a lot of healing in a short time. Um, and I was definitely able to experience that. And I'm really grateful. Okay. And okay. So you were, before I interrupted you, you were talking, you were seeing the midwife once a month and you were just sharing a little bit about that. Yes. yes. Yeah. So it was, you know, pretty, you know, just standard. Um, and at, I would just see her each month. It would kind of just be like, you know, nothing, you know, we, she of course didn't do any like too invasive exams or anything. She just kind of would ask me how I was feeling and I would tell her and, you know, just have a nice little conversation. Um, and it, it was nice. Um, I, I, at that time separately, I started to do a lot of research, I guess, kind of in alternative ways. I found a lot of information on Instagram through beautiful women on Instagram, like yourself, who are sharing the information that is a little bit hard, you know, you have to seek it out a little bit more. And I, I just, I was seeking out as much as I could about free birth and just unassisted birth. And I guess mostly just physiological birth. Like what can your body actually do? What does your body do during birth? Um, I watched just all kinds of home births of, you know, midwives, no midwives. Um, and I just started to see how intelligent the design was. Um, and I remember telling myself like, or telling myself and my husband, wow, like, you know, there's these amazing women who just give birth in the way that our body were designed to, but I'll have to do that on my second baby, you know, like the first time I'll use the midwife. And then once I've done it before the next time I'll do like a free birth. That was what I kept telling myself, like, you know, I, I don't have these skills to do it the first time I, you know, too risky or whatever. I should do it the second time I have a baby. <laughs> um, and, and I just kind of felt like, like, I guess during the middle of my pregnancy, I felt like stuck in the decision that I had made with the midwife. Like, well, you know, I'm already, I already started seeing her. Like, I can't, you know, can't do anything about it now. Um, and I still continue to do my research. Um, it was really powerful to learn how to decline a procedure. You know, I think like a lot of times you feel pressured to just do whatever they tell you to do. And after doing my own research, I, you know, I declined the gestational diabetes screening. I declined um, Rogam. I declined, I don't you know, a couple of the other tests, I just felt like I didn't need them. I knew that I was healthy and that my baby was healthy. Um, and so that was, that was really powerful. Just kind of being able to, and, and my midwife, she, she was actually really good about her response when I would, you know, she would say like, that's fine, you know, no big deal. Um, cool. so I, I appreciated that from her. Um, but it kind of got to a point I guess definitely in my third trimester, I was kind of like, why am I, like, I don't need like going to these appointments. I'm not gaining anything from this. I'm not, 
gaining knowledge that I couldn't or didn't already know. Um, and it was just kind of like, and I guess I started to get uncomfortable with the idea of having somebody else's um, like gloved hands on my baby. That was what really was bothering me. And, you know, she had an assistant that was going to be at my birth, but I had never met the assistant nor, or I wasn't going to get to meet the assistant. And so that was kind of weird to me. Like, yeah, I don't know this person that's going to be ostensibly holding my child. Um, let me just get yeah we can edit this part out or I'll just um yeah I'll just edit that part I won't even pause it I know that's the distracting stage <laughs> she's like what's the screen what is hi sweetheart <laughs> do you need a nurse do you need a nurse oh yeah she no no booby I know I'm sorry I'm distracting you hi I'm talking to your mama about your birth do you want to listen? She's so beautiful. Thank Here, you. Here, I'll just pause it. Uh, um, you know, and so it was someone I wasn't going to know. And then I, I also should mention that I also had a doula who um, she was a part of an organization here in town that it's a, a Catholic charity that offers doulas to women. Um, it's like a nonprofit. Um, and so I wasn't paying for her. She was like a spinning babies person. It was, it was a really cool, you know, I, I knew her, I guess I probably saw her three times. And so that was also kind of a weird thing. It's like, I, I didn't feel like I knew her very well. Like I had literally seen her, I think maximum three times, or I think it was one appointment was on the phone. So I had only seen her twice. And so I was like, oh, you know, I don't know mm. her super well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just continued to do my own research throughout the pregnancy. And I just started to feel really confident in my body's ability to give birth and my baby's ability to be birthed. Um, and so I, I think when I was 38 weeks, I ended up telling the midwife, hey, you know, I'm actually going to to free birth. Um, thank you so much, but you know, I probably won't be calling you. And she was really sweet. She, she was like, of course, if you need anything, you know, call me, we can still, um, I'm still happy to help. So that went well, but the doula, she was like, well, I, I can't support anybody who's wanting to have a free birth. I was like, yeah, I, um, wasn't planning to have you there. That's, that's why I want a free birth. <laughs> and so I thought that was kind of funny, but, um, you know, I was feeling really good in the third trimester. We had been barefoot walking just pretty much every day. And I was just feeling really strong and healthy. And I, I felt like I was going to be pregnant for a long time. Like I thought I'd be 42 weeks or 41. And I was just, I was content. Um, and then at 39 weeks and four days, I ended up giving birth. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. So 
I, yeah, I was, I was really shocked because I, like I said, I was feeling so good and I just was prepared to go long. I mean, I was ready for my due date. I was like, oh, my due date's going to come and go. And, (laughs) and so when I woke up, um, I, I was really shocked. Um, I guess I'll start the night before it was a Tuesday and we went on a little date night to Whataburger because I guess I didn't feel like doing anything too much, but just a little get out of the house. Um, we came home and went to sleep and I woke up probably around midnight and I was, I was like sick to my stomach and I was like, oh, I guess I, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have eaten the fast food. Kind of feeling guilty about it. Um, and I was like, well, guess I, you know, guess shouldn't have done that. And I went back to sleep. And then I I woke up around 4 a.m. and I was like just my mind was racing. And I was having like, you know, just thinking about all everything. And um, I felt, I guess I kind of heard what I thought was a pop. And I was like, um, was that my water breaking or like, what, what just happened? So I, I went into my bathroom and just immediately I was like, everything just turned on. Like the, I started getting a lot of sensations and just like, it was like stuff is happening. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm not comfortable. I'm kind of turning on the bathtub and I would get in the bathtub. I would get out. I would try to go back in bed. I would try to sit on my birth ball. I was, you know, I just kind of couldn't find a specific comfortable position. Um, So I was, I was in denial that I was in labor. And I remember telling myself, like, I mean, I was feeling such strong sensations. I was feeling um, like the urge to push. Um, I was, Yeah, like really, you know, it was really quick. So it was like, yeah, maybe 4.30 when I, when I woke up and I mean, stuff just was happening really quickly. And I wasn't sure I was like, surely I'm not in labor. You know, how are things? I don't know what I would have been going through if it wasn't labor, but for some reason I was just like, this isn't labor. Um, And I was, you know, I was like, how can I, how can I be feeling the need to push if I haven't had any early labor? You know, I was like, (laughs) I can't be dilated. Like I haven't, you know, and I just was, I was in denial. And then uh, probably 10 minutes after that, I, I like looked and I could see her head and I was like, (laughs) how long has it gone by? (laughs) Um, not very long. I think maybe an hour. Wow. Um, and that so, is crazy for a first birth. Yes, that's that was why what? I was so shocked. I was like, you know, I feel like most people's first birth that I had heard about was, I mean, I was expecting 24 hours, 36 hour, you know, like I was prepared yeah. for a long haul. So when it was like, just like fast, rapid fire, I was like, no, this can't happen. No. Like, this is my first, like, <laughs> you know, like something must be wrong. But then when I like could see her head, I was like, oh, okay, I understand what's happening. <laughs> like, you know, at mm-hmm. that kind of, in that moment, I really like, I guess like settled down and kind of just like went inward. And I like, wasn't panicking at that point. Cause I was like, well, 
if she's gotten this far, then clearly like my body was ready. So at that point, um, I guess I had the tub filled up because I had kind of been going in and out. But um, I told my husband, like, fill up the tub more. Um, and I got in there and I was on my hands and knees. And I, you know, I felt the need to push. And I pushed, I think, like two or three times. <laughs> and then she came out. My husband and I kind of like simultaneously caught her and I put her up to my chest. And I was like, shocked um and I, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this but we didn't know what we were having we knew we were having a girl because of our you know our intuition and our feeling um like we just knew it was a girl but we hadn't actually discovered the gender so you know in that moment my husband was like it's a girl um and I just remember oh. not even thinking like not even thinking to think about that you know like just like oh the mm-hmm. baby <laughs> I just had the baby um and yeah it was it was it was crazy I mean it was so fast it was so um yeah I I really genuinely didn't know that it could go that fast and it was really powerful like I I had the fetal ejection response really strongly like my body was just like I'm going to give birth to this baby whether you want to or not you know and I I think just like being in a safe space and just being, you know, like happy and content and uninterrupted. I think that that's why I was able to have that birth. You know, I think like if the midwife had been there, it probably would have been a little bit different with, you know, like I, I just, I felt comfortable, like my body, you know, like my body knew that it was safe and um, yeah, it was just really powerful. I mean, I, I, I felt like, a different woman after that because it's like well if you can <laughs> if you can do that you can do anything you know and and that's kind of like the mindset that I've tried to take since then and just like I it, I've gotten rid of fears that I used to have you know like still not like major phobias but just like things that used to hold me back in the past it's like well you know why not just go walk in the rain or you know like do like silly fun stuff in nature or you know just like I I just feel like I can be more authentic and yeah like it's like why would I hold a part of myself back like I you know I have this daughter um and it's yeah it's like if if I would want her to try it I should do it too and so it's kind of just I feel like I'm so much more brave and um yeah it's it's been a really cool journey to be a mother and just and I know that it's a journey that will continue and will evolve. And I'm just really grateful for the knowledge that I, you know, receive at different points in my life. I think, you know, it sometimes feels like certain knowledge is unlocked um, at the appropriate time. Like you feel like, why didn't I know this sooner? <laughs> but it's like, well, clearly you were just supposed to learn it at this time, you know, like when you've reached a point of readiness, you know, you learn a new piece of information that makes you a more conscious being. Um, and yeah, I, I just, it was just a really powerful birth. And I, I um, yeah, it, it was, it really rocked my world and I, I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I have so many questions. <laughs> I guess, okay, let's go. Um, how was your placenta birth? Was that just as easily and quick? Yes. And then I also want to know what your partner is thinking. Like, obviously he's aligned with you. And so he was down to support you in the free birth. And then he just walks in and you're just giving birth in an hour. <laughs> yes. He, <laughs> how, no, how did that all go? Like, he was a total rock during the birth. I mean, like there was a point during the birth. I think this must have been when I was in transition. Um, I, you know, I didn't know it, but I think this was kind of when I was hitting that transition and I was telling him like, well, do we need to call the midwife? Like, you know, like what's going on? Do we need to call the midwife? Um, you know, he told me, no, you got this. And he did tell me later that he was like, he knew that even if we called her, she wasn't going to arrive in time. Like he knew that it was just like, it wouldn't have been a good option. Cause you know what I mean? He like, he, I think he knew that I was close at that point. So he was, you know, he was able to be really strong and he, he was scared, you know, he didn't know what was happening. Um, and he, felt like he wasn't in control because you know he wasn't it was what my body was doing um, but I really am grateful for the fact that he was like that calm like even if he was fearful I didn't know it you know like he was he was strong um, and present in that time and you know I think he has a little bit of like it, it was a pretty like shocking experience for him um but like he you know he trusted my ability to give birth we had it was something we had prayed extensively about and you know he he felt that that was what we should be doing um and I was grateful for his support and just you know his steadfastness in that moment mm. um and then the placenta so um, yeah, I was in the water when I gave birth and I, I think pretty quickly, I was just like, you know, like, let's, let's all get out of the water. And I tried to go sit in bed. Um, I think I started to nurse her a little bit, but pretty like probably about 10 or 15 minutes, um, after, oh, so I, I gave birth at 6.00 AM. Um, okay. so like if everything started about 4.30 and then at 6.06 .06 AM was when she was born. So it was, you know, it was, I wasn't keeping track of time too much during the birth, but it was, it was super quick. Um, and I, I had, when I was in labor, I was about to send my husband to go get some lemons because I really wanted like fresh lemon water, but I, I don't even think like HEB wasn't even open yet. He would have had to go to Walmart. And I was, I ended up telling him actually, you know what? Screw the lemons. No, we don't need lemons. <laughs> like that, that was one of those things. I was like, oh, I will make my labor so much better to, you know, have like a nice lemon electrolyte drink. Didn't need it. It was so quick. You don't even need electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did have like some bone broth during when I was in labor and I think like some raspberry leaf tea, I remember just, you know, chugging fluids. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just so quick that all the things that I thought I was going to need to do, um, I didn't, <laughs> which I think so, that, you know, that was a good lesson for me to, to, to like release and kind of surrender and just like, you know, allow it to happen the way it was meant to. And was it overwhelming for you or did you just, you were just in and it was tolerable? Cause a lot of women I know who have really short births, they describe it like, you know, like a train taking over them and, and it's just like so intense and overwhelming, but it sounds like maybe that wasn't exactly the case for you. 
Yeah, it was intense. It was definitely intense, but I never felt like it was something that I couldn't handle. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like I was like, this is an upper level of pain, you know, but I've experienced like when I was having fibromyalgia, there was times like when I would maybe be experiencing nine, nine, maybe 10 on the pain scale for myself. And so you know, I, I kind of felt during a lot of labor, I was maybe at an eight or a nine. So like, it didn't feel like it was something that I couldn't handle, you know, it was intense, but yeah, it just, it felt like something that I could put up with, you know, maybe I couldn't have put up with that level of sensation for 10, 12, 14 hours. Cause you know, it was so quick. Like my body was dilating really quickly and, you know, everything was happening really quickly, but, um, yeah, everything always felt like something that I was able to handle. Um, I felt like, you know, I had the strength to deal with it. I feel like the barefoot walking, you know, that's one of those things that you, you're really having to deal with, like, specific. We, we barefoot walk on a quite rocky surface. So, you know, dealing with the rocks, you're kind of always having to analyze the pain sensations going in. And so, yeah, I, I just always felt like, I can handle this. I can, you know, um, and I guess my contractions, I I guess I've always heard them described as like coming and going. Um, and that was another thing that confused me was I was kind of having pretty much constant sensation. Like it was just like, once I started feeling the sensation, I didn't really stop feeling the sensations like the, until I gave birth. And so that was also something that I didn't expect because like, I still don't know what a contraction necessarily feels like, or at least in the way that I expected it to, because it was just kind of a constant pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, That's intense. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they were kind of right on top of one another so that there was no. Yeah, right. Um, like, I guess they were just, I wasn't feeling like a visible relief. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the placenta. So I, I went back to my bathroom. And um, I, we had like the, those gauze pads on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I was on my hands and knees. And I, I think it was probably about 15 minutes after I gave birth and I birthed the placenta. And then we left her attached for, I think about two, two hours or so um, before we, we cut the cord. Um, and yeah, it was really nice. I, I think we had a frozen pizza after I gave birth and, you know, I just remember just sitting in my bed and just having a really nice relaxing day. And um, actually that evening, probably about 12 hours after giving birth, we went on a little stroll around my neighborhood because I, you know, I felt, I felt good. So I was like, I want to, you know, I love walking. And so I wanted to, to do that. And I actually, I saw a neighbor and she was, uh, she was really shocked because I think she had seen us like a day or two before walking pregnant. And then she was like, wait, you had your baby. And I said, yeah, this morning. And the the look (laughs) she gave me was pretty priceless. She was like, walking. (laughs) Did that feel I felt good. I mean, I think, you know, in hindsight, I, I think I was supposed to be resting, but, you know, I don't know if I still had the adrenaline, um, but yeah, no, I, I felt good. I felt 
um, you know, my, my healing postpartum was, it was like, I wasn't sure what to expect, I guess. I had no, you know, there was no prior something to compare, <laughs> you know, so I, I just didn't know what to expect, but I, I feel like I recovered well. Um, you know, I, my body, it, it was just kind of like the birth. I felt like my body, you know, has known what to do in pregnancy. It knew what to do in birth and it will know what to do um, in recovery. You know, I don't know if I tore, like, I don't know if a midwife would have said, oh, you tore X, Y, Z this much. Um, but I just trusted my body and um, yeah. <laughs> mm. And how have you found motherhood to be your baby is, you say 10 months old? She's at almost 11 months now. Okay. Um, how's, how's your first year been? It's been, it's been amazing. It's been quick <laughs> uh, time. You know, time really has never flown as quickly as it has um, since she's been in the world. Um, but I, I just have, I'm really proud of like the, the journey that I've been on as a mother and being able to trust myself to take care of her, um, being able to just see her, you know, she's just perfect in every way. And just like seeing how, uh, how strong our attachment is um, and just like the, the mother baby connection um, is just beautiful and just all the precious moments with her it's it's really something that I think is so important you know like this this little human is a part of you in so many ways um, and just like being able to surrender and like allow us to keep as strong of a connection as possible I mean I I baby wear her every day um, still I um, you know we co-sleep and I still breastfeed um, as much as I can um, through the night as well um, and I just think you know learning to just surrender and sacrifice um, but also like maintain that balance of still caring for yourself you know because you you can't have a full cup for your child if if your cup is not full um so yeah just finding that balance of of everything has been you know I mean like at first it's the balance is going to be different but like I think at this point about a year postpartum you know I've found a good balance and um yeah it's like it's it's just been really beautiful to like watch us grow together um, yeah, and she just, um, she's, she's an amazing, smart, happy little one. And just knowing that she, like, that I was able to give her the birth that she had and, like, that she was able to not be poked and prodded and, you know, with people that don't know her. <laughs> it's, it's just been really healing for me because I, I, I was born c-section and you know all the kind of normal things and I kind of feel trauma from that like it's kind of silly to say but it's like I, I wish that I had entered the world in a different way um, and I just I'm glad that I was able to you know surrender to my body and 
just that <laughs> I didn't listen to my prior self that said, oh, you have to free birth only your second baby. <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad that I like was able to be, um, yeah, that I was able to be the person that could free birth. Um, and I, I think, you know, anything's possible. That was, that was a, what, probably four month time timeline from when I had first told myself, well, I guess I should wait. And then when I actually did it, you know, like I, it, it doesn't take like, it doesn't take a miracle to find that strength inside yourself. Um, so do you think listening to other women's stories, like finding them online, like, you know, that made you feel like it was possible for you? Like it wasn't so out of reach? Definitely. Like that was like definitely. the main thing? Yes. Um, I, I don't think that I would have been able to, to do it without like just the strength of knowing that other women do it, you know? And, and I also, like, I think a lot about, um, like women might not necessarily my ancestors, but just ancestral people, um, how, how they would have been giving birth. And I was like, well, you know, birth, birth has existed for a long time. We wouldn't have gotten this far in humanity without <laughs> birth. And so I just, yeah, I would always just kind of ground myself in the fact that, you know, that the knowledge is there. And when you seek it, you know, it'll, it'll come to you and you can use that knowledge. Um, yeah, I so agree. This is like one of the most foundational things for us as women to reclaim because it's so rare like what you have done for your fam for your family is so rare for a child to actually be born into peace and love and and just have that imprint and for you to like this is what's so important about this like you know having an autonomous pregnancy and stepping into your power to to be able to birth in this way to mother in your power it's like they all go together and and it's like the birth that you had and the pregnancy that you had it prepared you mm -hmm. to mother in power and to mother in in deeply connected to your instincts and your intuition and i just i think these stories are so important because this these choices are kind of dying out it's like one percent of women birth at home and then you know a tiny bit free birth but I, I am seeing a lot more now through, you know, our online communities. So yeah, yeah, I, I think, anyway. you know, I, I think that there's a lot of women, you know, like myself that they don't have like strong women examples in their life. You know, they don't, they don't have women in their life that cook ancestrally or, you know, like women that are homemakers or like, you know, women that free birth, like you kind of, I feel like if you don't know that that's an option, which, which I think like, you know, that's kind of what the hospitals are telling women. It's like, this is your only way to give birth. You know, mm -hmm. this is, you have to do X, Y, Z, all this stuff. You know, you have to go through our system. Otherwise, you know, ah, shame. <laughs> they shame you for it. And, you know, uh, I mean, I had, I had coworkers who were like, ah, you're not going to give birth at home. You're going to like, you're going to end up going to the hospital, you know? And it's like that just doubt it. it it's sad. I, I feel sad. I guess that 
that our society has gotten to a point where like what's normal is medicalized birth and just medicalized everything and consumerism and you know the government is rules all over you and I just I feel like it all goes hand in hand when you see that birth is it's an industry you know people are making money off birth in many different forms and and I think you know you look and you see that that's a broader view of like you know society is doing that too they're always trying to make money off of you you know as somebody is always trying to control you somebody's trying to prevent you from knowing the truth and like they feed you information that's false so that you don't seek out the truth um and you know it's it's really important to me to find the truth about everything um with birth and also you know with motherhood but also you know with the larger society issues um the government the you know the corruption the satanic agenda the you know the the way that they're poisoning us in our food and our water and you know in just every way and i i think just being open to receiving forbidden knowledge it really the more you know the more you want to know more because you (laughs) when you start to really dive into it you see that we don't we don't know very much you know the the truth is actively hidden from us and to to find it you have to really seek and they don't want that they want you to be numb they want you to be disconnected um yeah and and I you know I've I've found that yeah, I mean, when you just see how extensive the manipulation of humans is, it's it's definitely you know it's something that makes you want to change it. You know, you wanna you want people to see the truth, and you want to tell everyone, hey, don't trust this information, and seek out you know seek out different information. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what's so beautiful about like this in particular, because like birth can absolutely free us and, you know, tap us into again, our own bodily knowing, which opens all these other doors to realize, you know, we've been lied to in so many other areas and we're the authority of our lives, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like birth can be an entry point to all of that um, for so many. You just can't go back to being, yeah, you just can't go back after you have a birth like that. (laughs) You just can't. Yeah, I'm definitely, you know, like I, I, if I do get pregnant again in the future, I, I intend to have a wild pregnancy. I mean, I, I don't see any reason, you know, maybe get one scan or something if I feel the need to, but I, I just feel like, yeah, one, once you go, once you go free birth, you never go back. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just <laughs> so true. And then, <laughs> yeah, people who free birth, like don't go back to hospitals or midwives usually, but the opposite happens all the time that tells you everything you need to know. Right. Yeah. And I just, you know, like I've never, I have no regrets of giving my daughter you know, like as much attention and like, you know, like connection and contact mapping and, 
you know, like I, I will hold her every second I can, because at the end of the day, that's only a season, you know, like <laughs> there will be a time when she won't want to be held, you know, um, I hope that day doesn't come soon, but I, I feel like, you know, just trying to, to be as connected to her as possible is the most important thing that, you know, I can do and that we as moms can do. And um, yeah, I, I just, it, it allows, like, I just feel like I'm such a more authentic version of myself um, as a mother, because you're just, the things that you desire, they, they change. And, you know, just like the, the ability to nurture um, and just, yeah, that the intuition, the, just all of it is just really powerful. Um, and I, I, I hope that a lot of other young women, you know, I'm, I'm, I was 22 when I free birthed my daughter, I'm 23 now. Um, you know, I, I think there's no need to wait. I, I think for some reason, I always thought I would be like an older mom. Um, but I, I feel doing it now, it's like, I'm able to put so much more into it. And I can have more kids in the future if I desire. And you know, it's, it's, I don't feel like I've sacrificed anything because I, I don't have a desire to be partying or, you know, doing other things, you know, I, like my family, my, my husband and my daughter, like, they're the best work that I can do. And I just love being able to, you know, become a better mom every day. Um, you know, not every day is perfect, but it's everything that you encounter is an opportunity to learn and grow and, you know, and become a deeper and wiser um, and more conscious soul. And um, yeah, I, I just, that's how I try to live my life. And um, yeah, uh, give, having a free birth really did like change who I was. I mean, I had changed plenty prior to free birthing just to be able to do the free birth to begin with. But um, yeah, allowing myself to just surrender and to give birth the way that my body was designed to, it, it was just powerful, you know, and like releasing worldly attachments. Uh, like a couple years ago, I stopped wearing makeup and it just, it, did so much for me as a person like being able to find confidence from another source um like finding confidence from inward that did so much for me as as a person and you know and and just allowing like I feel like being as true to yourself as possible and like as simple like that's really like what you know like what is important to seek you know is who <laughs> who you are at the simplest, like most basic form um, without all the extra layers on top. Um, and, and motherhood really, like it sheds you down to whatever that like most Honestly. inner, like bare layer, you know, and, and there's something really beautiful about that. Mm. Oh, I love your story so much. It's even more beautiful than I imagined it would be. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I love everything you shared and um, that's just amazing how, how quick it was. And it's just, I mean, aside from all of that, it's just so simple and sweet and. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, 
I, I, I feel like, I guess the biggest takeaway I would want to share is just that anybody can pre-birth. You know, I was a 22 year old girl, you know, and I was able to become a woman and just really like become somebody who is powerful in what they believe and like why they believe it. And, you know, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of the decisions that I made and, and I, I hope that I can just continue to <laughs> make wise decisions and, um, you know, share, um, share my story. Thank you so much, Neely, for sharing. And I know that a lot of younger and older women will just, just love it and be inspired. Thank you so Thank much. You. I, I really appreciate the opportunity and you know, you, you were so wise and I just, I hope that, I hope that I can be as wise as you one day and just, you know, you, thank you so much for all the knowledge that you put out because it's, it's women like you that create women like me, you know? Oh, <laughs> so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> If you are loving this podcast and excited to listen more to these topics of sovereign and instinctual womanhood and motherhood, the call to women's work and more, then here are a few ways that you can support this project and help me continue to put it out there. You can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, which helps reach more women. You can also check out my book, Pelvic Awakening on Amazon, which is all about womb healing and connection and covers so many topics. And if you love that, you can leave a rating and review there. Um, and then finally, you can also check out my learning library, which includes my wise woman practitioner training, personal healing workshops, and more. All the links are in the show notes. And thank you again so much for your support.